International. Hey, Ethan, it's me. Um, I'm on my way home. Still got to record the intro. Uh, should be home in like another like half hour. Uh, I got something really funny. It's a funny idea where I play a harmonica while like a dog barks, and then my friend's going to run into the room, and it's going to be good. I'm going to get it to you real soon. Uh, just sit tight, and uh, yeah, man, we'll figure that out. Talk to you real soon. All right. Fosh. Fuck. All right, I'm getting pulled over. All right, got to go. Getting pulled over. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, what <laughs> This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. Hell yeah. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum to all my listeners out there. Welcome to the show, and it's good to see you again. I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all being kind to each other, listening, breaking out of the comfort zone every now and then. You got to do that. You got to be a human being. Uh, it's good to have you here this week. Very special guest joining me right now. This guy is, in my opinion, the mayor of Austin Comedy, Uh-oh. a title that maybe you reluctantly embrace. I don't know, but from where I sit... <laughs> That's who I see you as. Pat Dean is here, ladies Hello. and gentlemen. How, How you are doing? you doing? I'm going to give myself a round of applause. Yeah, do it. Nice Love yourself. You, know, you have a, a pretty diverse group of listeners, judging from the greeting that you gave. Yes. Well, it, Shalom is the Hebrew, as you know. Uh-huh. Assalamu alaikum is the uh, nation of Islam. And so we need yeah. to bring those two together. We, I've always... One podcast at a time. I've always said that I need more nation of Islam listeners yeah they're out there i know it's an untapped oh, demo i know <laughs> um you know it's uh let's learn some other stuff uh do you know that uh i used to work with these algerian guys yeah and uh the way you say hello in their language the berber language is the same word that's the word blue in spanish mm-hmm. azul yeah, weird. It's a little strange. Yeah, so you can say that Azul M Dekel means hello, friend. Azul M Dekel. Yeah, isn't that cool? There was there was a, a a brief phase where I would go around the room. Donna and Ethan would offer theirs. Donna, I think you uh, chimed in with a Konishiwa, which is ja- the Japanese hello, and <laughs> Jabba uh, Japanese, the Jabba Japanese, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like to do a little uh, uh, skittily bop. Let's between. have some fun, man. Let's have, like, that's it. It's Saturday. Why are we on this earth? To have fun and to kick fucking ass. <laughs> that's it, man. Uh, which one are you doing? Neither. Oh, you know, I've really not fulfilled my destiny as a a fun haver or an ass kisser. I don't believe you. Every time I see you out or up on a stage, you seem to be having the time of your life. Very drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the key? (laughs) No, I'm never drunk on stage. Yeah. No, I've done that like twice. How did it go? Um, one of them was for specifically, it was the stoned versus drunk versus sober show. We were supposed to be drunk. Okay. So that was fine. Yeah. But no, I, I, otherwise I, I just feel like I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be a monster. Yeah. Like, what were we talking like sloppy blackout drunk on stage? Oh no, I wasn't quite at that level. But you were like a very gregarious, aggressive. Inebriated. On, yeah. Yeah. Like slurring speech and stumbling over yourself drunk. Um, it wasn't quite that level. Well, that was the thing is that I kind of felt bad because I got like drunk but i wasn't like to the level that like you know i'm i'm falling in the doors like our friend fucking jake rowe that piece of shit <laughs> so like i wasn't at that level and i kind of felt bad i mean i drink a lot so i don't know yeah I, it's almost like i'm used to it i don't i don't know it's it's a weird... are you a, are you a functioning alcoholic i don't mean to go this deep That's this early fine. in the podcast but i think so yeah i don't know though because i because well when did, the, did this happen early on in your stand-up career or did this what? happen like recently you the, the uh, you being drunk on stage oh no i've never done it that's what i'm saying i've done it tw- uh, two times i just for some reason i was always like oh you shouldn't do that yeah well that's what i mean that second yeah, yeah. time oh, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. weren't on stone versus drunk versus sober i think i just got too drunk yeah i was like oh well that was a mistake <laughs> did you remember your jokes did you get your material out there yeah it was fine but i could tell that i was like this could be a lot better if it wasn't going like uh you know and then you know <laughs> fucking um, that's how you know I have yeah. nothing when I'm yeah. uh, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, right. That, yeah, that, that sort of that, that nervous tick or that yeah. sort of like relying on 
a way to fill space. Yeah. We just start going, and, uh, and fucking, I, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm used to filling space, brother. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're phenomenal at doing it. With, uh, I'm at sex. Oh, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, what a gross well, it's, thing to do. It, it, it's great to have you here. Uh, we'll get into more comedy stuff later. But, Thank you for uh, But uh, you, okay, so... Oftentimes, we'll have, you know, often, most of the time, we have comedians on the show. We talk about the day jobs every now and then. Yeah. And you are currently a bartender, correct? Yeah. And uh, you work, where, do you work at a bar in downtown Austin? No, I live a, 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 a little on the outskirts of it. Okay. Yeah. So, what's the clientele like? You know what? Honestly, I work days there. Uh, mm-hmm. bartender in the day which means I, I pick up a lot of tables so it's not like i'm just like bartending all, all damn day long so we actually yeah. get a lot of like business people okay. judges yeah a lot of cops cops okay at the end of their shift no that's the thing they don't come in to drink they come in to eat like, yeah. we, we have like a re- like a restaurant there oh, okay. so like they come in uh because they get like you know like like a discount and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's it's weird because my manager this lady uh, samantha mm-hmm. uh months and months ago changed my name in the computer system so on the receipt that you get yeah. it says server name uh-huh. and so it used to say patrick uh-huh. now it says sweetie yeah so these cops the other day <laughs> came in and they just think my name's sweetie yeah yeah so and like they weren't even being like shitheads they're just like oh i guess that's just his name yeah because so this guy was like with this big they're all like these big burly motherfuckers this uh-huh. guy was like uh he just goes hey uh sweetie could i get some more iced tea please and yeah. i was like i think it was such a funny <laughs> sentence to hear and i was like of course sir and he was like oh thank you sweetie it's great what, have you ever been pulled over by a cop who's like, "Oh, it's Sweetie. That's <laughs> let him go. This guy, no, he's, he's on our side. It's it's Sweetie. Like he radios it in. <laughs> no, this old lady one time though, uh, very old woman, uh, and uh, something happened with her food. She wasn't happy with like, the fries or something, whatever. Yeah. And so at the end of of, of her meal, it was just her by herself. I gave her the check, and as she gives me like money, she just goes, um. Is your name really Sweetie? <laughs> and I go, oh no, my manager changed it. Yeah. You know, just a joke. You know, she just thought it was funny. Yeah. And she just goes, I think it's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty weird. You're like, lady, you don't know bar life. All right. This is how we do it here. Yeah, you man. Follow the rules or you get out. Or you, well, she was getting out. Yeah, so that was it. She was paying the check. Leaving. <laughs> that, that was the, yeah. So uh, you did mention outside before we got on mic about two instances that happened today. Man, or uh, this could have been. I know you know how to spin quite the yarn. So, oh, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. This could have been a horrible day. Yeah. Okay. Walking to my job. Mm-hmm. I teach comedy defensive driving. This motherfucker right over here came to one of the goddamn classes. Yeah. Your, your producer, your so-called producer. Yeah. This dude. <laughs> yeah. His character. Talking about Ethan over here. Talking about old Ethan. Old Ethan. Old Ethan. Yeah. We call him old Eth. <laughs> I call him Mr. Eth. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, sure. I don't, but maybe I will. Yeah. So I go in Biblical. there. It's very biblical. Yeah. I'm a biblical fucking guy. <laughs> so I, I go into the, to the goddamn place... To teach comedy defensive driving on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And the DVD player isn't working. Right. In like the main, we do it in the main little lounge. So if you know what it is, and I think a lot of people are kind of confused by this. So a lot of comedy clubs, they have this, they have this building that they don't use during the day because you can't really use stand up during the day. It feels wrong. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of places for whatever reason, someone got this idea in the eighties, I guess, to just use these rooms as like defensive driving places. Sure. They, they get like tax breaks and money, extra money and stuff. Yeah. It makes and sense. And they have a comedian teach it. Yeah. Because you know, save money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we're the most moral upstanding people. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm teaching how to drive. So fucking you have DVDs and stuff that you play and that eats up a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So I go in there a day, DVD players not working. I'm like, yeah. this is going to be six, hours oh, i don't know i honestly like, i don't know what i'm going to do wait a second before we go on a defensive driving class is six fucking hours yeah long? i think it's like a federal thing or, or at least a state thing yeah yeah oh so i guess the alternative is you go to jail or you go to this class no it's like they do people take it to like knock uh money off their ticket i see yeah okay. so it's like your ticket it's like a, you can either pay you know three hundred dollars or you can pay ninety dollars and you take this driving improvement uh, class oh, and people yeah, take yeah the class. that makes sense okay so i'm like i don't know what to do like i'm screwed i'm like texting 
I texted this guy <laughs> Dustin Swaylock. Yeah, he does like a production. You were stuff. looking for help. Yeah, dude. Like, I was like, because I was like a panicking. Yeah, give me something I could use. Eight forty-five in the morning. I'm like, I don't know. I can't do this. What am I gonna fucking do? Yeah. So I'm texting him. He's like on like a film shoot. He's like, yeah, director's getting mad at me. I'm texting you. I'm like, yeah. what? I care about education. Yeah. So like, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry about a film shoot. Otherwise, I come help you. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I text this guy. This other the other instructor. He could care less. Yeah. And so like. I have to set during the. I get to the first period. I'm like, this is by the skin of my teeth. Like, I don't know what. I'm just filling time. I'm fucking. I'm doing. You're ripping. I'm dancing. Yeah, dude. I am fucking <laughs> doing. I'm old Twinkle Toes Dean over here. Yeah, that's right. So I fucking do that, and then there's like a ten minute break, and I have to rush into like the main showroom of Cap, Cap City. Yeah. Because I remembered we there was like a problem when it flooded a couple of years ago. Yeah. We had to have the, we had to have it in that room. So I knew I could show on the projector screen, but I couldn't remember how. So I'm like texting like one of the managers, like, who do you do this? Yeah. She's just like, <laughs> uh, probably like at brunch with her beloved yeah. family. And <laughs> Enjoying her Saturday I off. know, yeah. this fat fuck is like, um, I need to show people videos that have been updated <laughs> since 1950. Yeah. So fucking, I finally managed to get it work. It's a real to real. It's like, President Eisenhower was yeah. quoted today. It's <laughs> with, like, with those little threads that go back and forth. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. that really fractured like visual. Of yeah, like, dude. Dude, yeah. Hell yeah. So I finally get it to work. Oof, the sweet relief. Okay, yeah. this is, the, I'm going to get through the day. You can okay. exhale. I, oh, I've been waiting to exhale. Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking, that happens. I'm like, oh man, hell yeah. Dean man, you still got it. Yeah. So my friend is out of town. Mm-hmm. Taking care of her cats. Yeah. And I'm like, I should go check on those cats again. I, I you know, I just check on them every couple of days. Sure. So I fucking go over there. I, I suddenly become, I get like a bad feeling that yeah. something bad has happened to these cats. But yeah, why? I don't know. It's just like a gut feeling? It's a gut feeling. I'm like all gut. Yeah. So <laughs> I... Do you trust yourself with taking care of animals? No. Oh, okay. But, I don't but trust... But she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's like, you want to do this really easy thing? And I'm like, well, I'll probably find a way to fuck it up. But <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So... I, so I have this really bad feeling. I don't know where it's coming from. I got a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. So I leave. Uh, I put on an hour long video and I leave. And you just leave. You just leave, leave the class sitting there watching a video. Yeah, they're eating lunch. Yeah. All right. So I leave <laughs> uh, and I go to this person's house. I walk in. Uh, there's some sort of like contraption that gives them water yeah. and gives them food. Yeah. They've knocked both those things over. Oh, Jesus. So there's no water anywhere. I have no idea when this happened. Yeah. I can't find one of the cats. I mean, this cat is fucking dead. <laughs> like, I killed this cat somehow. Yeah. And this other cat is unhappy to see me. Like, really, yeah. yeah. Hissing and... Well, more just, like, kind of staring at me, like, yeah, dude, we knocked the water over. Like, where have you been, you idiot? Yeah, yeah. But, um, so then I, like, put more water in there, and I'm, like, this freaking out. So I leave again, go back to work. Yeah. And before I came here... I went back to find the other cat. I, mean, yeah. I got to find this cat and let him know there's water yeah. and he's safe. And? Eventually, it took a while, but I found the... It turns out the cats, when they don't want to be found, yeah. they're pretty good at hiding. Yeah. Especially in, in a house. <laughs> From strangers. From me, yeah. Yeah. Well, did they get fed and watered? They finally got fed and watered. That's good. Mission accomplished. But also, like, I was as I was driving over here, I was like, man, I feel such relief. But also, I was like, Pat, like, these cats were never in any danger yeah. at all. No. Like, you... This probably happened yesterday. Sure. Idiot. Cats usually find a way to survive. Well, hopefully. Yeah. A country boy can survive. Remember that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Country song. boy can survive. A song written by a cat. That's right. So, yeah. I, cat I just, Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> so, I fucking was so freaked out twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Really three times because I had to go back to find the missing dead cat. That's what I was going to ask. What, what, which panic attack was worse the panic of not being able to show a dvd or the dead cat panic probably the dead cat panic yeah because the dvd thing i knew someone eventually could have helped me out yeah the dead cat how do you explain that i would have tried to replace it with one that looks like it well, i don't know it's a distinctive looking cat it's kind of old too so yeah. I'm worried so you would have lost a friendship too oh yeah that would have been bad yeah well then we're to jail for murder you know, probably the cat <laughs> 
I mean, I'm no officer. We should ask some of the ones that come into I the restaurant. Ask, but I should ask that. Hey, it's me. I called 911. Hey, it's sweetie. Hey, yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's called 911. Yeah, I have a question about murder. Like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should turn myself in or not. Yeah. What happened? Well, there was a cat, but it's actually not dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, Click. So, yeah. Like, so we're, you're going to jail now for yeah, yeah. tampering <clears throat> with 911. So what kind of people do you usually see at this defensive driving class? Are we talking uh, dregs of the earth or well, this uh, motherfucker over here? Well, this guy, yeah. Ethan. Ethan's a good. Example. Example, uh, Mr. E. Solid dude, though. Wow. Uh, he seems nice. Uh, yeah, I just people who are <laughs> kind of confused. <laughs> if I'm being 100 honest, yeah, yeah, confused. confused. What about having to take it, or what's, no. what is this going to be? Well, a, a, you know, sometimes you see a, a sign and it says, uh, "Hey, you can only go 50 miles an hour." Mm-hmm. Well, these people see these signs and they don't seem to understand them. Yeah. And they go, oh, it says 50. I'll just go 85. Sure. And they show up. And so this is the type of person you're dealing with. Someone who <laughs> literally will see a sign telling you what to do. Yeah. And do almost the opposite. Well, the, the rebellious nature of drivers. Dude, there are some rebels in this town. Yeah. Have you ever been in an accident in Austin? No. I mean, I'm a great fucking driver, brother. Yeah. yeah. You don't drive drunk, though. No. Or after you drink. No, 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 no. no That's no. illegal. That's, yeah, it most certainly is. I respect the law. That'd Let me be... tell you two things I respect. Yeah. I respect the law, uh-huh. and I respect uh, the spirit of the law. Sure. Two things. The spirit of the law. Yeah. Both what, of them. Elaborate. Well, you know, there's the law, then there's the spirit of the law. Yeah. Yeah, and I respect them both. <laughs> you know? Because sure. it's, it's sometimes it'll go, you'll see a sign, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, do not enter. Right. So... I don't enter. That's the law. Mm. The spirit of the law is I just fucking walk away. Yeah, that, okay. I go, you know what, man? Not only am I not going to enter, I'm going to get as far away from you as humanly possible. Yeah. Because of the respect. And then the problem with that is that I see a different sign that says do not enter. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, well, I should probably turn around. And now I'm just ping-ponging yeah. between the two like <laughs> yeah. a fucking crazy person. Yeah, Life's yeah. rough. But it can be. Then I black out and I just, like, I'm at home suddenly. I'm like, well, this, I don't know what happened in the last eight hours. But. I'm beginning to sense the reasons why you drink. <laughs> yeah. There's so many do not enter signs there's out there. There's so many signs and there's laws right. and there's regulations. Don't even get me started on those things. Uh, yeah. There's regulations. There's fucking all kinds of stuff. Bylines. Yeah. A lot of things that are uh, trying to keep the man down. Yeah. Wolves. Packs of wolves. Oh, wolves. Are, roaming yeah. around the streets of Austin. They're a danger. Literal wolves. People, sometimes I'll tell people, you know, look out for wolves and they think that i'm uh, using some kind of metaphor i'm talking yeah. about honest to god what? packs of roaming wolves Dro- drooling wolves that are hungry for tourist meat they're unstoppable yeah i mean i don't people don't seem to think it's that big a deal they're fucking wolves yeah they're, they have sharp claws they could probably tear you to shreds easily yeah in a second and then as in soon a new as, york minute in a, hey thanks shout out shout out to new york shout city. out to new york city we're we living in new york we love you. So, uh, where are you from in New York? I grew up on Staten Island, but I, I like to say I'm from Brooklyn to make me sound a little bit more street cred. <laughs> How is Staten Island not more street cred? The Wu Tang Clan? Yeah, yeah. Staten Island. It's a very odd place. It's I don't I, know anything about it. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's the fifth borough. Yeah, and um, it's the one that's most often forgotten because uh, it doesn't have that that sort of street cred attached to it. Hmm. I know Wu Tang came from there, but. Uh, for one reason or another, people view Staten Island as just this sort of suburban, uh, isolated, uh, sort of culturally ignorant to everything else going on in New York sort oh, of place. Um, so far away from like Manhattan and stuff, you think? or what? Yeah, the subway doesn't go there. So the only means to get to Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens is to take a ferry or to drive. Um, so it is somewhat separated from all city life. In, in spite of the fact of it being on paper a part of New York City. It's so funny that we still have fairies. Is it? <laughs> what, what fucking... That, you know, it's like, what, are you coming over from Ireland to escape the potato family? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. I would have thought we would have solved the problem of fairies by now. Yeah, well... Or something. I, well, the fairies solved the problem. I know, but now you have a new problem. With fairies? Yeah, because now you're on a goddamn ferry. Well, yeah. Like an I, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and mean, I never looked at it that way. You should try opening your goddamn eyes. I, I think it was just a means of convenience for getting into Manhattan so I could see my favorite rock and roll groups. I'm just... <laughs> uh, Buddy Holly's going to be in the city tonight. I mean, yeah. Fairies, man. We got I, four nights of the Guess Who at, uh, <laughs> at, uh, at the Fillmore. I mean, come on. I the Guess Who. I can't miss three of those. Good l- <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I don't know much about Staten Island. Yeah, um, Staten Island, it, my, my experience, and the reason why I, I, I shudder to mention I'm from there is because uh, the the exposure I had to it, 
I grew up with a lot of, you know, guidos, a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, Italian white trash. Yeah. And uh, I just did not fit in to that equation. So I was off doing my own thing. I was living in my own sort of imagination, which was, you know, what fed my creativity. Uh And um, I remember being in high school and looking for ways to cut out of school and go to Manhattan uh, or finding any reason necessary to go into the city. And then by the time I was 18, I, I left Staten Island to go to college. And when I came back, I was on Staten, Staten Island for like another maybe year and a half. And then I, I moved into Queens and then eventually Brooklyn. You jumped in that ferry and you said, I'm never coming back That's here. That's it. So long, suckers. That's ferry. This you guy imagine. is moving up. And I threw my hat in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> How undignified. Just standing on a boat waiting. That's it. Like our ancestors. I know. But they were undignified you're, people. You're descended from Dirt Irish immigrants. farmers. Yeah. They farmed dirt. Yeah. That's what my mom always said. It made no sense. Yeah. My mom, and she would just be like, oh, yeah, our ancestors. It's funny because she says this like, oh, our ancestors. It was her like, parents. That's oh, not, yeah. That's that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you second like, generation I could American? Easily, yeah. I could easily look into this. But she yeah. would always be like, yeah, well, you know, they, they lived in dirt. Yeah. They farmed dirt. Like, but who farms dirt? For wait what purpose? Second. So, wait. You, okay. Your grandparents are the ones that immigrated Dirty from Ireland immigrants. to America. So they Ruining didn't, this country, they my didn't, grandparents. They didn't even come <laughs> They fucking here. come over here. <laughs> they bring their negative attitudes. Yeah. Give them a little credit. Their Catholic faith. Yeah. Ugh. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Kick rocks with your Catholicism. Have you hey, ever? Hey, why don't you go hang out with the Pope? Yeah. <laughs> easy, why don't you do that? He's your guy. Dead grandparents. Yeah. Do they have a, do that? Do they have a lot of uh, uh, Catholic trinkets adorning their household? Kind of. I don't know. I, f- I feel like they, uh, my grandparents were odd because like we never talked about, the only time I ever heard them talk about religion was when I was, uh, do you know about confirmation in the Catholic church? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. That's the, uh, is that the wafer? No, that that's communion. Okay. The, com- the, 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 the wafer is, 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 yeah, it's your first communion. The confirmation yep. is when, so the Protestants, uh, huh. You know, these guys, they're born again, yeah, these people. Right. Yeah. So they get the, baptized. Yeah, the, uh, the crypts to our bloods. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they get, uh, are, like, like you're. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the team now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the guilt that we have. Yeah, so I'm into it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, you yeah. go with, the t- with Italians, you're good. Uh, totally. Yeah, so fucking, uh, so I guess, the you know, the Protestants, their whole deal is like, they get baptized and they're just like in, mm-hmm. you know, but like confirmation, that's when you're like confirmed as a member of your church and okay. that happens when you're i think a te- i think a teenager yeah when you're like a teenager i don't so remember it's just a formal ceremony or is yeah. there some sort of wacky no, you dunk got, your head in water they, or uh <laughs> they th- you have to, you have to <laughs> yeah. like you have to like bite a goat or some shit they or? throw uh bibles at a uh, at a thing and if yeah. it hits it you fall into at a, a at, thing of water a dunk tank? Yeah, <laughs> so uh holy water it's great yeah uh by the way do you know about holy water a little bit. I mean, I've what seen a, a movie or two. Thing. What a concept. Yeah. It burns when you touch it, right? When you do, yeah. When I do, because yeah. I'm not holy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not your fault. But nah, the, that- the thing about <laughs> it is that like, okay, so the holy water, I don't even really get what it does. Yeah. But the priest blesses it. Sure. So we have priests. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? Uh, You know. <laughs> it's a, but like, your guys aren't magic. Uh, our guys, they have their own brand of magic. But do but do they? It's a, it's a magic... So grounded a little bit more in logic i'm probably the wrong guy to ask because i have very little knowledge about judaism oh, okay. but i but i i'm familiar with concepts and i know that like you know the quote-unquote magic that our guys sort of perform is is grounded more in like uh, you know logical storytelling and the belief that there is no hell and it's just sort of you know serve yourself on this earth and, interesting and that's it. yeah you that know it's tight yeah. So we have dudes. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very open-armed religion, Judaism, except for the Hasidim, who are flat-out douchebags. Really? Yeah. The the Hasidic Jews hated people like myself, Reform Jews, more than they hate non-Jews because they, we are the, I am the Uncle Tom to, oh, to Judaism. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying that in their eyes, it's almost like you're you're perverting their religion. Yeah. Exactly. Because cha- you changed it. I don't even know that much yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, you don't keep kosher. Who do you think you're fucking special? You're going to get around well, the rules you? and get into heaven? I don't. No. Bacon's oh. delicious. It's pretty good, right? I, have you ever had bacon? Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's pretty good. I'm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? After this podcast is done, I'm gonna go home and and cook a sizzle up a nice steaming pot of bacon. Yeah, you steam your bacon. Of course, you are Irish. A terrible cook. (laughs) (laughs) We took some fried chicken and steamed it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sure. I'll just eat that shit. Yeah. Does Uh, it come with potatoes? So fucking uh, it does. Also, so (laughs) holy water is magic 
water essentially yeah. mm-hmm. it, it could defeat the devil yeah and it and you use it to like uh to baptize people you know to, sure. to rid them of their original sin and they just leave it lying around mm-hmm. inside a church yeah that's crazy anyone can just walk in and take it yeah it's communal is that weird to you that's fucking weird to me and i'm part of it you know nothing uh nothing about religion strikes me as odd anymore i think people uh they have their faith and that faith is is uh it stems from a long lineage of of history and 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 what have you and um and i don't uh, tend to question it if people are into it that's cool yeah i suppose so I yeah suppose. sorry for completely uh building up a wall around myself while you uh, well, threw a question at me that's but fine people, yeah people do that people do things yeah some people say we should build a wall some people do yeah <laughs> donald trump the president yeah so you literally said that donald trump Crazy. yeah is he yeah he's uh he's a bit a bit of a loon kind of an oddball this did, guy did you uh grow up with religion are you uh were you a religious uh, family well i don't know to be honest with you because th- did you have a confirmation yeah i had all that but like and we went to church every sunday but like i don't ever recall my mother you know talking about the the, the healing you know nature of god's love or finding comfort in any yeah. of it it was just a a thing this is the thing that existed yeah it was odd it was never a uh, uh, mentioned or approached or anything like yeah, that. yeah that's only something i've realized in the last couple of years looking back on it like what, yeah. what i was gonna say earlier is that like the only time i've ever when you get confirmed you have to have a, a, a what's the i don't even know what the term is anymore the, yeah the, a sponsor kind of okay. essentially yeah. someone who is like your spiritual god parent i guess sure so they help you out if you have religious problems whatever mm-hmm. and so mine was my grandfather and I, we never talked about religion. I, the only time I ever heard him talk about religion was when he and my grandmother were in an argument. But here's their argument, yeah. okay, that they were getting into, mm-hmm. is that my grandfather was saying that all Protestants go to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my grandmother, her point of contention was, uh, yeah, but they think they're going to heaven. So they were both, like, in agreement that these guys are going to burn in hell for the rest of their lives. Right. But, like, they didn't, but they were still arguing. But pride was on the line. But what I, pride? It made no yeah, sense. Like, I don't, I don't know. In my head, I was like, why are you arguing about this? Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be like if, if you and I were, were going back and forth about, about bacon. Yeah. I love bacon. Yeah, I love bacon too, but I like it in the mornings. Well, I like it in the evenings. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? We yeah. both like bacon. <laughs> well, yeah, we're agreeing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of house uh, did you grow up in? What what was... Uh, I know you have, a, you have a younger brother, right? I have a younger brother, Kevin Dean, and this Kevin. guy is ruining my life is that right <laughs> slowly but surely how so well he lives in los angeles and he's a very nice ah, person. say no more <laughs> <laughs> he lives in los angeles and he's a very nice person yeah so uh like i think everyone likes him more than they like me because they meet him and they're like oh but you're like really nice this is weird like yeah. you know and so i don't know everyone's always like whenever they go to los angeles they'll just take photos with my brother yeah uh, is he a comedian too or an no actor? he's just some guy just a dude in la yeah he plays music all right musician musician what does he play he plays uh, uh, anything with with strings, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With Did str- you play an instrument when you were younger? Yeah, I, I I played the bass guitar. Okay. For years and years, I wanted to be a jazz musician. Oh hell yeah! yeah. And how, that, that that didn't work out, I guess. Yeah, well, I never really pursued it. Like I, yeah. I I I got to an age where I was looking at music colleges, and I was like, these guys are a lot. I was okay. Yeah. yeah. Were you looking but, at like Berkeley and uh, all your favorites? Um, I don't remember, but I just remember like looking at different schools and being like, well, these guys are a lot better. At yeah. This than I am. There's no way I'd ever be able to compete with any of these dudes. Yeah. Did you and your brother ever uh, play in a band together? Not an official band, but we were just fuck around and jam ra- jam yeah. out a little bit. Jam out. The you guys, j- you the guys, jam brothers. The jam brothers. Yeah. It was just you two, no sisters or other brothers. I got an older sister, but she doesn't play music. Yeah, she just kind of did her own she thing and kids then, ugh. <laughs> that's such a weird reaction i apologize i love uh, it yeah uh my sisters have kids too uh but yeah i mean uh so you and your brother were sort of uh hanging out most of the time and i guess your sister was off doing her own thing yeah she she was like uh three years older than me so she's like six or seven years older than my oh, you're the middle child i'm the middle child Ooh. yeah no yeah my sister uh would just did her own thing and then she went to college and came home and was like cool yeah like up until that like we didn't really get along sure yeah. sure yeah a little sibling rivalry yeah a little bit i'm the only boy in my family i have two older sisters and oh, they man. would they would constantly team up against me like they were on their own team and then you know my mom obviously loved me because i was the youngest and of it course. was very odd dynamic in the house you hated your sisters uh your, your for a little while um despised your sisters. they she still does 
Well, yeah. What are your sisters like? What's their problem? <laughs> no, they're Why cool. do they think they're so great? Are they fucking his seeds too? Yeah, no. <laughs> they better not be no, from what you've told me. I know nothing about them. Uh, no, what, what you've told me. One of my sisters, uh, she married a guy that was brought up in a fairly strict Jewish household. So they're not like Orthodox or anything like that. And they don't keep kosher either. But they, they go to synagogue and they do all that shit. But hmm. um, my other sister, not. Nah, no way. What's their justification for not keeping kosher? I think this is just a theory of mine because my parents did not raise us kosher they did not raise a strict jewish household but they were raised in very strict jewish households when they were growing up in you know brooklyn in the 50s and Your 60s parents were. my parents yeah so or my mom anyway my dad was in jersey but uh i think they just did not want to subject us to that because there's it, there leaves no room for for individual and open mm. thought um and i think it's just a very torturous way to live i mean just to 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 uh adhere to strict religious guidelines i don't know that i would want to raise a child like that either but i wonder like how did that start uh like how are you so you're like of the jewish faith mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're yep. like oh these things i don't want to do them anymore yeah yeah that pretty much kind of happened i think yeah it's just an attitude it's what, just an intuition is that, what year did that happen oh a long I mean, time uh, ago i had a bar mitzvah when i was 12 no but i mean reform itself oh uh it definitely happened probably in the late 60s 70s when people the were 1960s that, that, <laughs> yes the 1960s i thought there was like two thousand years ago oh no no no. oh no i might be on the hasid side now you oh this is what (laughs) do you guys who do you think you are i'm gonna have to ask you to leave (laughs) um no, I think what happened was uh, the, ni- the 1960s. The same, the same immigration stories that we're all so familiar with took place in New York, and uh, you know uh, everything was very communal. You stuck to your own brand. You know the Italians hung out with the Italians, the Jews with the Jews, and so on and so forth. The Irish with the Irish. There was some, you know, uh, uh, intermingling, but not so much. And uh, I think as these uh, communal neighborhoods and and uh, you know they were subjected to these rules and they stuck with them because this is how you socialize and blend in but then over the course of time as we know the 60s and 70s people started to break out of their shell they started to challenge norms they started to uh, think for themselves and from there i think you've get this uh, you know reformed judaism and catholicism hmm. and irishism see that's a mistake is it Th- thinking for yourself oh is that yeah i just feel like i don't know i, I you don't think, think about, for you think for yourself all the time yeah fucking look how fear i've been mad all the time you're doing great i, I know you're doing great everything hurts yeah. you're doing great yeah, yeah you're getting work as a comedian you've got the 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 uh the uh, the adulation of the community but my point is that i sometimes feel like i understand people who are like in the face of overwhelming evidence that like <laughs> their thoughts are probably not true or not true, but like you can prove them wrong that like, Oh, the earth. Yeah. It's like not 6,000. It just isn't. It's not 6,000 years old. Like yeah. in the face of that, people go, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Like, I love that. I wish I could do that. I sometimes wish I could just like to defiantly lie. No, like, <laughs> well, I, well, I do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I love the idea of being like, you know, hey, it's what I believe, man. Yeah. No matter what you say, hey, it's what I believe. You you can you can be that person. I mean, I, I suppose so, but yeah. it, but like I just I love the I love the idea of being religious. I think I really do, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of being like, oh, this thing, uh, not like Mister Nineteen Sixties over here. But yeah. Just being like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm doing this thing that like someone did two thousand years ago. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. I think you would Rules. love you would love Buddhism. Really? Have you ever read anything about it? You know, it's strange because whenever I try to, like, every once in a while, every couple of years, I'll be like, I bet that seems cool. Yeah. And like, I look at it and I'm just like, ah. It's like, oh, the sense of self is tied to the truth, tied yeah. to kindness. Right? Yeah. What is this? What is all this shit? I don't it's understand an, it's, it. It's all about enlightenment, Dude, brother. I know, but I'll, I'll watch like like a fucking TV show and be like, <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no way I can understand Buddhism. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out the end of The Sopranos. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Does he die? Uh, you know, no comment. I happen to know. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, you have insider information. He, uh-huh. No, I don't. I just read a very long dissertation that explains that he did. And uh, there were all these little clues throughout that final episode that pointed to the fact that he had. And uh, the clues throughout that final season have to do with the afterlife. 
and how um, what's her face who was married to his uh, nephew yeah. you know Adri- Adrian or something I don't remember yeah huge spoiler it's coming up everybody if you haven't seen The Sopranos it's been 12 fucking yeah, years yeah spoiler alert for yeah. when they came out 12 years ago yeah uh, Adrian gets killed and then um, there was some association with her being a, a tiger throughout the show like some weird like uh, um, symbolism symbolism and then in that final scene they're in that restaurant and there's a huge mural on the wall with a tiger like looking over the family and like just all these strange signs pointing to the fact that hmm. uh tony was about to meet his maker interesting yeah so i'm i'm in the camp that believes he was he was uh kick the bucket there's um i was reading this thing this morning uh where i guess the 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 shooting script for it yeah the Stephen was king leaked. yeah oh, okay but like yeah. so there's like a new it coming out yeah and i guess the guy who was going to direct it was this dude who directed uh, the, that first season of true detective oh, okay and yeah. he had like a screenplay that he wrote with someone else oh like, the uh the the, uh, the japanese guy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't remember his name but yeah so yeah he, he's amazing yeah though well, that first season is fucking but yeah anyway, anyway yeah. so yeah so basically <laughs> he uh left the project over creative differences but they mm. but they still use a version of a script uh-huh. i guess to film this yeah uh, but they changed it as you know they, they always do but, sure so the original script leaked and they were talking about it and they were saying that there's all this like feline symbolism mm-hmm. for the monster oh kind of okay. interesting yeah yeah are you uh are you a horror movie guy no not at all no 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 so okay i love to read horror books and yeah. horror comic books and read real life scary stuff yeah like you know the things where it's like Top 30 creepy things that mm-hmm. happened to security guards. I oh. love that shit. I like love on it. Reddit and stuff? Yeah, I love that. Okay. But watching horror movies, I do not like because I don't like the the jump scare. I don't. Huh. I hate that shit. And everyone yeah. always makes fun of me for it. That's interesting. I'm, I'm the opposite. I can't read that stuff. Do you love seeing it? But I'll, I mean, I'll watch horror and I'll watch suspense reluctantly, but I will. Hmm. Uh, I don't like gore necessarily, so I try to steer clear of, of Eli Roth movies and stuff like that. Um, but if I read that stuff on Reddit, like because I'm within my own head, I'm now creating the scene and I, I, I spook myself just reading yeah, that okay. shit. It's like, yeah. And then, you know, that girl was never heard from again. And oh, interesting. So you're yeah. saying when you see it, you're like, oh, there's just a thing that's happening somewhere else. Uh, yeah. When you read it, you can't help but put yourself in uh, it. Uh, yeah, every time I watch a, 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 a like Black Mirror, which by the way, I've never experienced more anxiety watching something. But every time I watch something like that or a movie, I mean, I just saw Get Out and I'll, I probably will end up watching it. In the back of my mind, I'm always saying that there's a guy in a chair yelling cut. And that helps me sort of understand like, oh yeah, these are just, this all, just all smoking fucking mirrors, man. Yeah. I can like, get through that. You, yeah. You just picture the guy dressed like Pennywise the Clown at like the craft service table. Yes. Just yeah. Smoking a cigarette. A donut, yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Eating a donut. Hey, uh, I'm sorry, but we're out of coffee. Could you have some more? Just being really polite to the crew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he takes, <laughs> takes his teeth out. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. Can we just take five? Yeah. <laughs> He's just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Just a good dude. Yeah. He was an actor. He probably uh, has a family. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see uh, it. Yeah. I love the book. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, man? I was—I forget I was talking to you about this, but recently I was talking uh, about the book It. I read that book when I was like like thirteen or fourteen, and I found it very frightening. Yeah. And then I reread it about about four or five years ago. I got back into Stephen King. I was a huge Stephen King guy when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, and I got back into it in a big way. And I reread it, and it's not very scary. I, mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's very sad. Yeah. It's yeah. a deeply upsetting book. Sure. But it's not very frightening. No. Like I, the way it starts off. Yeah. With that fucking like six-year-old boy getting his arm ripped off yeah and eaten by a fucking cl- like evil yeah demonic it's such a cruel way to start a book that's very sad yeah it's so sad yeah. and it's, it has a lot to do with memory and friendship and all this weird stuff and yeah why don't you write a song about that emo bands yeah why don't you fucking write a song about that you <laughs> fuck <laughs> don't take it out on the microphone well it's the only thing in front of me yeah okay the emo Fair band enough. you know thursday is not around i can't yell yeah. at them <laughs> right 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 uh yeah i mean uh uh i've never for me it was i remember being like nine years old in elementary school and our teacher read The Black Cat by Edgar Allan Poe okay. on Halloween. Couldn't fall asleep that night. Really? I was so fucking terrified of a cat haunting my house and like setting it on fire. Because I think Whoa. that's what the story's about or vaguely. I don't I, think I know that one. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm nine. Why am I being read Edgar Allan Poe? I guess it is kind of weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you're not familiar with any yeah. of that stuff at listen that to, age. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's clearly a teacher who wanted to be the cool teacher. Yeah, well, now, yeah, I'll yeah. teach you guys next about this little guy called Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fucking guy. As he adjusts his Warby Parkers. I know. Just the worst. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's steer it back into uh, 
uh, creative endeavors because you played music. Is that how you ended up finding comedy? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. What? I played, I played, uh, like I said, I played jazz music like in like the jazz band in high school and stuff, and I yeah. really liked it. And I would occasionally play with other people, but like I was just thinking about this the other day that I really hardly ever play with anyone. Yeah. It's always a solitary person. Yeah. So like I Which would- Which is um, a very stand-up comic sort of, yeah. yeah. So maybe, actually, maybe it does have somebody with a question. So yeah, it's like, like I, I would just kind of play stuff myself like all the time. Yeah. And then I got really into, uh, I listened to a lot of stuff after college that it wasn't like necessarily bluegrass music, but it was like um, music that featured the banjo a lot. Mm-hmm. So like Bonnie Prince Billy and like Iron and Wine. And you stuff do like play that. the banjo. Yeah. Okay. So like, it's not like, that's not like bluegrass or anything, but they use a lot of banjo and that kind of stuff. Right. And I just kind of got into it. So I got a band, my mom got me a banjo. Mm-hmm. Then she was like, all right, but now we have to start a band. Uh-huh. Like, With your right. mom? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what does she right. play? She's a, a children's <laughs> musician. She sings uh-huh. and she can play guitar and play ukulele. Oh, you, you come from a creative family. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, God bless you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's your 1960s god i don't know all about that guy <laughs> uh but um so we were in a children's music group and we were in a irish music group okay and so we would play traditional irish songs at bars and stuff mm-hmm. and then we'd also play uh gigs at preschools and stuff like that we'd oh, that play, sounds like, fun children's music yeah it was fun yeah and so the silly goose good time family band get out of here swear to god that's amazing yeah that was our band name that's incredible my mother could never say it yeah the silly goose she go we're the silly we're the goose time patrick what are we called because uh, <laughs> uh, i didn't sing in it yeah i can't really sing super well yeah uh so she would sing and she would kind of do that and i would kind of play the music behind her yeah um because when you're a kid's I, musician she, she did a lot of like hand stuff to involve the children so i played a lot of the, the music for her. okay yeah. and like you never piped up from the rear section with no. a joke or anything like no, no, that no, no, no. because th- these kids all knew my mom from the music program she, she did a music program she just retired from it but it's called music together she okay. did it for like two decades yeah and it's 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 a very specific form of of, of music training i guess for, for very small children so uh, some of these kids like knew my mom from they were like age two on mm-hmm. and they loved her a lot they didn't fucking care about me like, yeah. like when, when you're like age two to like five yeah like you, you know, yeah, yeah you want the maternal right figure you. yeah yeah you, yeah. you want to hang out with maddie o'neill dean not yeah. fucking me some <laughs> creep with a banjo yeah you know yeah I mean? the last thing you want in your life do those kids still want to hang out with maddie o'neill dean i don't know i'm, I'm some of them probably are kind of old now yeah I mean, it'd be weird they gotta be they're probably yeah in their very probably in their early 20s yeah some of these kids are probably getting drunk maybe they could be starting their own bands, though. You never know. They, they may could have been be inspired. starting their own bands. Yeah, you you got to look up. You, yeah. you start them real early, man. Keep an ear out for them. So that was tight. So we, we did that. Um, but as far as like turn that into comedy, I don't think so. What was the genesis for that? Like, when did you convince yourself that you're going to go on stage and tell jokes? Was it? Did you go through a phase where you were fascinated by stand-ups and you just oh, endlessly watched yeah, it? Yeah. Well, my my thing growing up is that I always I watched Comedy Central all the time growing yeah. up, and like what were know, the shows on at the time? Uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. This, oh, this yeah. is back when Penn Gillette was the uh, the, narr- the uh, voiceover. This has been a presentation of Comedy Central. Yeah, I knew yeah. that guy's voice for years, mm-hmm. and then I saw him on TV, and I was like, I'd always heard Penn and Teller. I always knew that they were like some kind of entertainment group. Yeah, but uh, again, this was like in the '90s, so you couldn't just look everything up the way you can now. Sure. So I just heard Penn and Teller. Then I saw him and heard his voice, and I was like, Oh, that's that fucking Comedy Central guy. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I, I just grew up watching that, and they used to show these weird '80s movies all the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember that. It was so strange. A lot of reruns of old shows. Yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to watch the young ones on Comedy Central, that oh, British the show. British TV show, yeah. yeah. because they didn't have any content to air. They would just air old shit. I yeah. think uh, they aired Kids in the Hall religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, day in and day out. Um, because Comedy Central is owned by Warner Brothers, uh-huh. which owns HBO, which is where Kids in the Hall yeah. originally aired. So it was, I would, I'd watch that growing up and I'd watch, I remember, I was, man, the thing about it is that I feel like all the comedy that I grew up loving, I feel like now, if I looked back on it, I'd be like, this is the hackiest shit well, well, I mean, Makes comedy you doesn't really hold up over time. Yeah, it bums me out. I mean, unless you could watch it and play it, it bums you out. Yeah, it bums sorry. me out, man. Like, yeah. I think about it. Like, I just, I man, I was watching Comedy Central when I was probably like 
I don't know, 12 or 13. And yeah. back then, we were watching a lot of Friday the 13th movies. Uh-huh. A lot yeah. of my friends. I guess back then, I liked horror movies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't At 12 know. and 13 is uh, the age that uh, I think a lot of uh, people come around to those horror movies. Yeah, because there's like violence and sometimes you see like, you know, tits and stuff and you're like, ooh. Yeah, it's uh, weird. It's hormonal and it's it's strange and there's a lot of defense mechanisms yeah, going on with laughing sure. at violence. For but sure. then there's also, you know, if you're not uh, someone like myself who uh, was able to actually attract girls at that age, there's also... I'm still working on that. Yeah, there's there's also that opportunity for a scare to be able to cuddle with a girl that you want to uh, French kiss. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Makeout parties. Oh, oh makeout parties. Yeah. Kissing right on the goddamn mouth. Uh, but I, so I remember like watching this guy, and I'll never know who this guy is, but I remember watching him do stand up, and he, he was doing this old bit where it's like, You ever notice that uh, us black folk, you know, we always die first in these horror movies, and the yeah. crowd's going crazy, and I'm like, Fucking yeah, I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Why does that happen? That's weird. Yeah. By the way, why does that happen? That's fucking weird. But anyway, so uh, so he's doing that, that whole bit. Talk about there's some some guy walking around here and, shh, 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 and freaking out. I mean, yeah. like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I remember thinking it hit, it hit, it hit with you. He, yeah. Oh, he was killing with the crowd. He was killing with Pat Dean too. Yeah, and I just, I just, <laughs> I remember thinking like I'll never see anything that's funny in my life. Yeah, it's like this is the funniest thing I'll ever see in my life. But I then you distinctly remember thinking that. And then you just kept coming back to Comedy Central and watching uh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. they had on because yeah. they, they did Premium Blend for a Premium while. Premium Blend, yeah, of course. Lounge Lizards, remember uh -huh. Lounge Lizards? Yeah. I remember the Nick DiPaolo episode of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, short attention span theater fuck yeah i loved all that shit yeah, so I, I grew up watching that and then um i guess from there i started listening to a lot of talk radio okay uh, and they'd have comedians on and stuff like that oh, like but also so. those radio guys were just so funny i thought yeah yeah so they were so funny man there was an era where where radio and stand-up coexisted in yeah. this space and they were you know not interchangeable necessarily but it, they both worked you know with each other very yeah, well of course yeah and this is before podcasting everyone having a podcast and, and all that yeah. stuff so like i listened to uh, there was a really really great i won't do there's a really great <laughs> talk radio station so offended right I now yeah i just leave yeah <laughs> me saying your god is false is yeah. not that big a deal but <laughs> yeah anyway don't don't harp on the podcast man please <laughs> but what happened so like uh, there was this radio station uh, wjfk in northern virginia the dc area and they had like a i'm very familiar yeah yeah i was in radio for a brief moment but oh, were yeah you? Uh, wnew up in uh, oh in new york yeah, yeah. of course yeah uh -huh. so they they had uh, the don and mike show i listened to them from like age mike, 12 yeah. on the guy's wife died he yeah yeah, 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 Frida, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that show, I listened to the Sports Junkies, and then later on... They sports had, Junkies, they yeah, had, yeah. Uh, They had a... Uh, I, I sometimes would listen to fucking... Uh, what's that guy's name? G. Gordon Liddy? G. Gordon Liddy. He had yeah. a radio show. That's right. Isn't that weird? Uh, the Watergate guy. Yeah. He had a radio show. And it was very good. It was so strange. Like I mean, he, if you were into that sort of thing, I'm not advocating what he used to talk about, but I just, he was like this neoconservative gun rights very guy, Very much, right? yeah, yeah, very much so. He... Uh, he I like he would do the, the bit where like people would call and they they would mention oh you know I was a uh, in the, in the Marines for twenty years oh you know I was a I was in the Army whatever and he would always go well thank you for your service yeah like, that's the first time I ever heard someone say that yeah and I thought it was so odd it sounded like Jimmy Durante right there for <laughs> a second <laughs> a little bit yeah well, thank you for your service oh thank you for your service see <laughs> uh, but so I listened to them and then later on they brought in uh, NEW guys and they, mm -hmm. so they had Ron Opie, and Fez Ron and Fez Opie goddamn Ron Bennington yeah. is going to be at Moon Tower this year I, I will be there I'm going to every single thing he does yep. when that guy dies that's going to be my fucking David Bowie yeah. Like you, Pete, you're gonna have to check on me. Huge influence on, on this show. The greatest. He is the absolute, just the funniest, quickest, smartest dude ever. Probably ever. Yeah. I still. He's his brand of humor is 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 goddamn hilarious. Just the best. It's very smart. Very funny. Very sarcastic. The Ron and Fez show was on NEW when mm -hmm. I was working there. They used to be on at like eleven o'clock. Ronandfez.com. Yeah. Ronandfez.com. O and A were on before them. Mm -hmm. We used to see them, but they were in their own sort of bubble because yeah. they were the big show. I used to work for a show called The Radio Chick, which was oh I know the by, Radio Chick by Leslie Gold, and yeah. then the morning show was a sports show. Um, was that Pharrell? No, it was Sid Rosenberg, I believe, and then Craig Carlton was there for a while. It was like a revolving oh, door okay. of co-hosts, yeah. But um, yeah, the, the Bennington, I still listen to the show, but illegally. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have a satellite subscription, but they at yeah. this point, I mostly will just listen to the interviews he does with people. Cause yeah, he's just, he's just so good at that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't listen to the, the, the show he has with his, uh, I believe, daughter. It's with his daughter now. Yeah, and this other piece of shit named Chris, but oh, okay. he's actually really funny. I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> listen to it because. I'm covering my tracks. What I know. if they listen? I know, really. <laughs> what if Chris listens? Yeah. Uh, but we I, have five listeners and one of them's Jake. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Who we made fun of earlier who's not going to listen anymore. Yeah. But so fucking like, 
I, I don't listen to his, his new show just because I have such I have such fond memories of the show he did with Fez Watley that it would just yeah. be well because they used to do, do like bits like they used to have like these structured bits that they'd come out of break with and then but radio now is so different like now uh, a radio show constitutes watching a YouTube video and then yeah, openly yeah, commenting yeah, yeah. on it and it's like you know it it it, it um, uh, uh, relies on the knowledge that their audience will have of things that they know too. They did this. They would do this bit where they would purposely book a bad guest, and then they would put some kind of effect on their microphone so it sounded like they were calling in as well. <laughs> and they would call in as characters to talk to these bad guests. Yeah. And so, like Fez would be Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he would always make a point to go uh seven foot four 520 pounds from grenoble france and then later on ron would go but you know this guy he's a pretty big guy i mean six foot two 300 pounds no no yeah. no 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 seven foot four yeah and the guests are just listening to this like yeah. what kind of show is this? that is great he would do that the maybe the funniest thing i ever heard in my fucking life every once in a while i still have to save my computer i'll go back and listen to it it's when ron and fez they had Rutger Hauer, of all people, sure. in the studio. Yeah. And he was, I guess, kind of weird and kind of crabby. So they just <laughs> left the studio. Yeah. They left him in there, and they called from a different studio. And like they had some guy answering the phones for him. Yeah. And so like like uh, Anthony Cumia called in as Andrew Dice Clay and yelled <laughs> at him. Uh, and then they called in as uh, they just Rod had this character named Iris that was the that is still to this day the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you yeah. heard that? No, I haven't. It was supposed to be this old uh, uh, Jewish lady uh, from uh, from Bay Ridge. Brooklyn. Yeah. And she would talk like that. Yeah, yeah. And she was a big racist and she would always uh like say uh like mean things to Fez and she had a, a song called Fezzy the Gay Man that she would <laughs> sing to him and it, it was just, it's it is the funniest goddamn thing where it's, she yeah she calls it's a Rucker Hauer, who of the most random person to have on your show. Sure, anyway. yeah, it's he wasn't such, doing anything at the time. He no, was, he was in like what Blade Runner back in the day. He yeah. was in the first uh, the first Christopher Nolan Batman movie. But yeah. what a weird guest to have! And yeah. she called and she, and she just goes, "Whenever anyone says who is your favorite actor from the Third Reich, I look them <laughs> right in the eye." And I say, what the hell? <laughs> listen, listening to this old woman call him a Nazi. Yeah. And he just has no reaction. Yeah, He's no, just like, yeah. I think he knows it's a bit, but yeah. it's still like, I would leave. It was it was those... It, it, God, that show was great. Uncomfortable moments and silence became Best. like a trademark yeah, for radio in that silence. era. Silence. Yeah. You never were supposed to have silence. I mean, you know, yeah. you never supposed to have silence yeah. on radio. They would just have seven seconds of silence yeah yeah in a conversation and i always wondered what they were doing i wondered yeah. what their faces looked like yeah when ron would say something did you be like a seven second pause <laughs> and then they start talking again and i always like would picture them at first when i didn't get what they were doing when i was like a 16 year old kid i would just picture them looking frantically at each other like oh what do we do now yeah. <laughs> like clearly they know what they're doing yeah of course yeah that show setting was, a tone that show was the best so that was my big that thing. show was phenomenal yeah. my big thing was watching you, comedy center growing up and, and talk radio those are my two biggest yeah fucking things and you then, wouldn't come back to the bennington show now or or are you just sort of locked into this era that you don't want to i don't know sully I, I i listen to his I, on youtube they have a ton of his interviews i just i, yeah. I, I just listen to those yeah, yeah. there's on he does unmasked with where he it's amazing comics. she's yeah, it's very really good at interviewing too yeah well he like ran a club in tampa for a long time yeah he, he's an old school comic like, yeah, school, he doesn't yeah. do he doesn't do stand up anymore. But yeah. he uh, he was a comic. Yeah, way way back in the day. And I like he has uh, the utmost respect for for those who do it, and he's constantly breaking new talent. Yeah, absolutely. On the new shows, so, yeah, great guy. Uh, definitely looking forward to the Moon Tower stuff. I cannot fucking wait to see him. Yeah. And then after that, then Tough Crowd was 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 a big thing for tough me. Tough Crowd. Yeah, I loved that's right. it. God, yeah. I loved that fucking show so yeah. much man i thought it was so cool yeah it's like yeah. these guys are just like i liked it only when they because like that that patrice jim norton rich voss crew like they yeah. were sort of the ones running new york at the time i yeah. suppose and uh i only really enjoyed it when two or three of those members of that group were on i remember there was one episode with like patrice norton and rich voss and then they had like mark summers the guy the host the guy that used to host double day yeah, they sometimes have random people or, oh ken show. ober the guy that used to host remote control oh okay and uh rich voss just fucking tore into him the entire time like ken ober would try to say something and rich voss would be like oh excuse me headliner about to talk oh shit yeah and it was just it rich made for voss, yeah. uncomfortable television but like that brand of humor 
was like working on that show and yeah it was great it was really yeah i i loved that show man yeah. and I've, i it's one of those shows that you feel like is, is it's a miracle it was ever on mm-hmm. tv because it's so it's so it's not for, it's for us yeah it's very inside baseball yeah dude yeah and i wasn't doing comedy then really but i was like yeah this is fucking great like, how long have you been uh doing it i, I did comedy for like a year or two when I was like 21 then stopped doing it for a long time I just didn't do it yeah and then uh, I started doing it here about five years ago okay yeah. would you move out here for comedy no any just reason my friend James was moving yeah and you're like let me get me the fuck out of Virginia yeah I gotta keep an eye on him too yeah troubled young man oh yeah <laughs> well I'm glad he found a, a good role model got issues this guy <laughs> I don't wanna yeah. get into it but yeah he'll be okay though right no no <laughs> no he's fucking drowning dude that's he's it drowning on the goddamn side you're giving up on him i've given up on james Shern. oh no james Shern. his name's james Shern. yeah you think he'll want to do the show he, doesn't, he moved to vermont <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker yeah yeah what what that's a strange move Ooh, he's a strange guy yeah what's he doing there teaching photography oh what a Ugh. fucking loser what an idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a moron yeah oh you're making a living doing the thing you went to school for fuck you get out of here with that ambition yeah, get out of here with your ambition what do you think you are a winner you, james do you think you're a winner <laughs> you fucking think you're a winner yeah look me in the goddamn eyes and tell me you think you're a winner <laughs> you can't do it yeah I couldn't do it either. No, oh, poor James. Oh, yeah, I do feel bad for the guy. So what's next? I mean, you got your That's own podcast uh, as well. It's called Storyfellers, right? Back to James. James. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do. Have, I do have a, a podcast, Storyfellers. Yeah, you can find it at storyfellers.com is the is the website. Okay, it's a storytelling podcast. You've been doing that for a while. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We started. I started doing it four years ago with my friend James. Uh, James, my friend Lane. Lane Crerup. Lucky yeah. Lane Crerup. You Lucky Lane. I I am familiar with him. I've never formally met the guy. Twisted. Yeah. <laughs> twisted guy uh he he doesn't he, he stopped doing the podcast with me uh about a year ago i think and sure. then uh we took a little bit of a hiatus and i started i brought it back i yeah. think in october of last oh year. excellent so we did that together for like three years all right and then yeah so. yeah i think uh when i was visiting austin in like 2014 uh Lucas was the only person I knew here, and I think he had mentioned that I might be able to do your podcast. Oh, really? But you guys weren't available like the time that I was visiting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that is a, oh, a, that's a weird a brief uh, yeah spiritual connection we a have spiritual connection. Yeah, like I almost Lucas Melendez. Yeah, I almost did your podcast. Lucas never did the podcast like three times. He wouldn't do it. Oh, really? Oh, maybe he does nothing. No stories. Well, you know what? One time Lucas I, lives in the moment. One, he doesn't catalog this shit. That's very true. I, I can't speak for him. What am I doing? One time somebody. I was like, oh, do you want to do this, my storytelling podcast? And he's like, buddy, I got to be honest, I don't really have any stories. Like, yeah. That's really refreshing. Yeah. Most comics are shitheads and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'll do it. And then they get there and they're like, fuck, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I kind of respected that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So yeah, it's a storytelling podcast. People come on and they tell a couple of their best stories and I just sort of so you've been doing them. that for for roughly four years. Yeah. You've been doing stand up here for five years. Yeah. So you really you arrived and kind of hit the ground running. Well, I tried to. Yeah. Things yeah. are going well. Yeah, sometimes. I'm a bit, oh, is that a lawnmower? Jeez. Is that going to come through on the mic? Ah, I think, I think there's an attack helicopter outside. That's, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's our cue to, like, wrap up. I guess so, if the federal government is telling us. Well, hey, you know, you can't, uh, you can't topple them. Not yet. Are you a Trump guy? Love the guy, hate the guy. I'm entertained, but I'm, ver- I mean, I just don't want to start a war. I don't want a war to happen. No? I am very concerned. Aren't you? I guess. Yeah, it doesn't really impact you one way or the other. Well, you know, it's like, I guess, it, I mean, clearly everything in the world impacts everything, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, I am a very, so, <laughs> the other the other day, my roommate just goes like, uh, I don't think I've known anyone who has like less feelings than you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like a lot of stuff, I'm, I've, I feel almost detached from a lot of life. I, I will admit the first few times that I met you here when I was starting to come out onto the scene and stuff, yeah. I, I, maybe this is a fault to my own. I was very... I don't want to say desperate, but I but I really wanted to get to know you. Yeah. You seem like a guy that I should get to know because you seemed very interesting from across the room. Oh. And I think I made two or three attempts to sort of talk to you and uh-huh. try to get to know you. Like that's how I found out you're from Virginia yeah. and everything. Yeah. And um it's not that you were uh uh you didn't want to give me the time. Uh-huh. You just you didn't seem somebody who wanted to engage in a conversation like that at a bar after a, a comedy yeah. show. Yeah, well I mean what's a conversation? Uh, who knows? Blows. Yeah. Where are you from, Virginia? Cool. Been, you like living here? Yeah. yeah. How long you been here? 
Yeah. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I wanted to plow through the small talk, but never got that chance. But we did that today. We can, yeah, now we're, we're fucking, we're plowing, baby. We're blood brothers. We're basically blood bro. We're, we're basically related. I, are you ready to draw blood? Let's do it. Let's let's actually do it. Let's <laughs> let's actually do it. You ever done that with someone, blood brother? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like that was a thing people did. I don't like getting hurt. I don't like being huh. hurt in any capacity. Is it, if you become a blood brother with someone, is it, does it hurt you? Well, like, you gotta like, you gotta slice your finger Why do I mean that? I mean, does it hurt your blood? Oh, I mean, it does, I mean, if you have, if you have AIDS. That's true. <laughs> I mean, thanks. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no good. Very sobering thought. Yeah. We can't go out on that. Well, <laughs> the Ron and Fez moment right there That was a Ron and Fez moment Pat you are uh, You're a fantastic human oh, being Oh you are I love your comedy Thanks buddy uh, I love that uh, I did a guest spot at Cap one night Yes I am bragging And you went Hell up yeah. right after me and, Yeah And you riffed on me And I thought it was hilarious And you, you said Like Ryan I hate my life too Oh yeah And uh, it was classic I loved it yeah, um, I And I'm glad that you did this podcast today Thank you for having me bud uh, Look come uh, on mine Absolutely I'd no. love to uh, and, and go ahead ahead and check it out storyfellers.com dot com baby and uh any i'm pretty sure any comedy listing that you look up in austin pat dean's name will be on more than a few lineups so go out and check out his stand-up unfortunately too. for these guys gotta, <laughs> they're just out for a nice evening yeah gotta ruin it they'll, they'll love it you're a showman with, with my art <laughs> <sighs> you're a showman my man you're a yeah. showman uh if you uh enjoy the show i encourage you to spin by bodytapeintl.com we are part of the body tape international podcast network uh and feel free to sample any one of their fine shows there's plenty there to choose from drop us a line too uh we are at ryan has a podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll see you next week sweetie that's a really good email yeah thanks I like it. peace out <laughs> bye oh, and now it uh, stops uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a oh please tell me the, the mics were still going yeah, I got it. All right, all right. All right, let's get back on the mics. <laughs> Start recording. It. All right, those fuckers are gone. <laughs> what that guy mow one square foot? I know. Yeah, that was odd. It's like Ryan knows tell us. everything about millennials. International. Should be good.